Hi, everybody. This is Jason. This is Pete. And this is the Lost Legions podcast. And today, what are we here to talk to you about, Pete? Challenges in all their glory. Good. Mm. I'm glad I ordered those notes so we did these recordings in the right, <laughs> in the right uh, order. Otherwise, I would have to scramble my notes around. Yeah, otherwise yes, it would be Pete, challenging. Yes. We are here to talk to you about challenges. <laughs> the first challenge was getting our notes correct. Um, huh. But... Let's talk about challenges. So who can issue challenges, Pete? Any character or independent character, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, but so like sergeants and like basically any independent character as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I think they're also, so I think some ones that we, that people kind of slip, let slip, don't realize are apothecaries and tech marines are also characters. Yeah. And in addition, there are some units that have special rules that allow them to challenge. So, the chosen warrior special rule is that right? Yeah, there's chosen warrior, and then there's a few other ones that have different names. So, like, keep an eye out for it. It might vary. Usually, they're legion units, but like, yeah, like you said, the command squad. Everybody can get a command squad. Command squads have chosen warriors. They can all challenge and accept the challenge, which actually I didn't realize actually comes into effect later down in the rules. I'll tell you the part that surprised me when we get to it. Um, So issuing a challenge. Um, Do you want to talk about issuing a challenge? What is this is usually the part where there are no mistakes. This is everyone. Everyone has no problems getting to this part. Yeah, exactly. Challenges are always a bit interesting and not um, practiced in every game you see, for sure. Um, I think it's probably important for us to express why you'd want a challenge. Do you want to do that first or just explain it briefly? Yeah, so, I mean, the way... What it does is it calls out the characters that are in that squad. So if you have somebody who is basically a close combat monster, you want to sit there and start challenging out all of their characters. Yeah. And you want to get through their squad members. I mean, and on a more basic level, let's just say it's sergeant versus sergeant. What you're hoping is you want to kill their sergeant and then they can't use the leadership of their sergeant if they lose. Yeah. So they're taking a leadership hit along with the combat results. Yeah. Like it, it can be very advantageous for you to challenge, especially if you're in a close combat sort of oriented legion that has close combat rules, or even if you're just geared for it, it can be very advantageous, especially if you're fighting a non-close combat sort of unit to challenge. Yeah. And every once in a while, I see people not challenge. And do you want to maybe talk about reasons why you wouldn't challenge, Pete? Yeah, I guess the flip of what you just sort of said, perhaps you might only have one character, you're relying on their power fist to kill a few guys, or their thunder hammer, you're relying on their leadership to keep your combat res up at the end of the combat, or, uh, you know, anything like that, really, I guess. Um, that's probably the main reasons why you don't see them being issued. The other reason is, is you might have a super killy character. So you might just have, I don't know, a, a tooled up Denegatus or Champion or something along those lines. And if they're going to get caught in a challenge, they can only kill that round of combat, the person that they're fighting a challenge with. So they might want to kill some more models, which is what happens with, you'll see with Primarchs get caught up in challenges, don't they, and get caught and sort of challenge locked for a period of the so, game sometimes yeah, without jumping around up, too much. 
No, but this brings up actually a really good point is that sometimes it's really good to have a sergeant, an apothecary, a tech yeah. queen, whatever, characters, extra characters. So what happens is when your Primarch or your absolute like ass beater gets to combat, you go challenge. And then you're like, here, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> senior sergeant so-and-so. Corporal doesn't matter. It's kind of like it will be an honor to fight for you. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure I'll do fine, boss. Yeah. That guy's only got a thunder hammer. I can duck it. Um, so like, yeah, exactly. So Corporal doesn't matter steps up, and your your Primarch or your you know your your world leader's lord with a million attacks yeah. is the one that is then goes into the squad and just chows through them. I think that's a huge um, thing that Pete just brought up. That's actually a good tactic around challenges. And like, I have some notes about this later on, but I, kind of, we're talking about it more organically. So we're going to jump in and talk about it now. Yeah, yeah. I personally don't like doing that specifically with my Empress children, because why would, why wouldn't the, uh, the most, uh, you know, frivolous and experienced combatant step to the plate and be like, yeah, I'll take you on. Let's go for it. So, so I think I think there's a lot of like role playing across the table. It's definitely yeah, yeah. where you'd see the more characterful players get behind their guy. Like, I will step forward and have this battle and all this sort of stuff. And it's good fun sometimes. So it's funny that you said it like that because... I never refuse challenges unless I'm like Alpha Legion or Night Lords. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, I refuse. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Smoke bomb. Like, <laughs> same thing kind of like with my Space Wolves, though. Although I'll let anybody with the Space Wolves accept a challenge because you know what? They're all scrapping for it. They all want to prove their worth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, but yes, again, it is fun to put a little RP in your reactions when you do that. Is it the best necessarily for the game? No. Do you enjoy it a little bit more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of that, why would you refuse? Um, and then we'll talk about accepting a challenge. We'll jump back a little bit, but I kind of want to bring this up since I brought this up. Why would you refuse a challenge? So you'd refuse... There's a number of reasons, I guess. Firstly, if you only had an apothecary left, you'd want to refuse so you can still keep stimming the unit, perhaps, maybe. Yep. Still keep giving them their feel no pain. Um... You might choose to refuse when you're fighting someone like Sigismund because he gains a whole lot of buffs when he's in a challenge. Is that right? I think I'm yeah. right in saying that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's instant death. And- yeah, yeah. there's certain characters that get buffed when fighting in challenges. So why would you, you know, why would you want to accept? I, I guess because if you decline, your opponent chooses who declines the challenge, right? Am I right in saying that? Yes. You as so, the yeah, you as the declining player, you don't get to choose who's who's stepping you're out. Right. Your opponent gets to choose. So you decline, your opponent then chooses one model who is eligible. And this is where the command squad thing it becomes interesting. Yeah. Because the com- and I didn't realize this until I was kind of re- doing a little research for this. The command squad is all eligible to attack. Yeah. So he can be like, "Oh, power fist guy." Nope. Like, or highest leadership guy. Nope. Like, so it's interesting because the other thing that happens when they say that they can't fight is you cannot use their leadership for that entire round. It doesn't say anything about not being able to use their abilities, though. So like you said, with the apothecary, I am 99% sure you can still use the apothecary's... um, Aphesium. Like, 
the artesium. Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say feel no pain. I was trying to think of the yeah. word the fucking thing. Um, yeah. So I, I still think you can. Uh, any uh, comments on that? Go ahead and put them in the comments. Yeah. Um, be interesting to know. I mean, it kind of makes sense that he's able to mend the wounded when he's not fighting compared to if he's fighting. So, if anything, <laughs> kind of the other way around, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's a good point. Something that just popped into my head, Jay. So, chosen warrior, you can accept and decline challenges, or you can just accept challenges. Sorry, accept, uh, sorry you can accept an issue, or you can just accept. Yeah. I think you can accept an issue. You can I issue. Double check. I'm not sure. I think because when I'm running, so as a side bus, I run off. You could definitely accept. Oh God. I think Here's you can. comments guys. We don't... <laughs> I think, I think cause I've been running a Phoenix Terminator command squad. Yeah. And the Phoenix Terminators all have the character rule. And I remember a number of opponents being really surprised or, you know, caught off guard a little bit, I guess that they can all issue challenges. So, because, so I'm guessing, and I'm, yeah, put it in the comments, guys, or, or whatever, but I'm pretty sure Chosen Warrior is then you can accept, you can fight challenges with those guys, but you maybe but can't you issue. issue. I think so. Yeah, I think that so. That means that you're going to be reduced to your sergeant. Well, you don't have a sergeant in that squad. so you No, have. you've got the Chosen. Is it the Chosen? No, what's it called? The is there, The bat mm, Yeah. character? Yeah, I think so. You have one guy who's the character still in a so you can issue character. You can issue challenges with him, and then you can. Oh, it's really interesting, and then your character can issue challenges. So anybody, but any of them can accept challenges. So Correct. basically, you keep feeding your command squad guys to whoever. Um, hopefully, not Angeron, because I think he can do like four challenges or something. Ridiculous <laughs> like that. Um, Cool. So let's um, well, let's jump into then we'll talk about accepting challenges. So when someone's issued a challenge, and this is what we're kind of are we already kind of talked about with this is you nominate one character or eligible model um, once they've issued a challenge and they issue a challenge and they pick the model to issue the challenge with. Yeah. And then you accept one uh, eligible character or model. Um, you are sorry if you're not engaged you can't accept the challenge which is another thing that like i didn't realize kind of before i did this it's not really come up very often but it could come up so like if you're strung out and you're not engaged your character's not engaged you can't accept the challenge yeah it's gonna be terrible to try and explain it on video and even worse just on podcast but long and short of it if you guys aren't in fighting coherency shall i nickname yeah. it for lack of a better expression then you need to be careful because you might not be able to fight or accept a challenge, a challenge at all yeah. um which you is also, again clever placement can 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 cause that to happen i guess you wouldn't be eligible either so they wouldn't be able to say oh you can't fight correct because you literally aren't part of that challenge call up right yeah. so there's no one eligible to fight so it kind of works both ways um so yeah Let's talk about fighting in a challenge um, because this is a little bit different than a normal fight. You, the, the rules are you kind of swap bases with the eligible model who is in, to make them in base-to-base -base contact. If not, they're still considered to be in base-to-base -base contact according to the rules. Um, you use their weapon skill and toughness, so not the unit. Yeah. So, for example, like the Dark Angels have 
the Knight Cenobium has a higher weapon skill than the regular squad guys, and he would use his weapon skill in a challenge. Um, or the characters, like for example, if it's a if it's an actual like character, you wouldn't use the squads. Um, fighting in the challenge is normal, but being slain, do you want to kind of explain the wound thing to them? Yeah, I mean, even I still get caught up with this a little bit now. So if you, you if you uh, let's say you got two wounds and four wounds are dealt against you in a challenge, and you you don't save any of those at all for whatever reason. Um, that model dies and only that model dies. The, wo- the wounds don't affect other models outside of that challenge. But they do, to a degree, count for combat res, don't they? Is that right? Yeah. So they Is count it all of them count? Combat res. All of, them all count of the wounds count for res. combat res. Yeah. If, if they hit and damage, they, they count towards combat res. So basically, once you kill somebody, <clears throat> the rules are a little persnickety because people usually roll fast dice and roll everything. Yeah. So the way it's kind of written is the one that kills him is the one that then, you know, you, after that you keep rolling and anything that hits and wounds does another combat res. But usually what happens is you roll and people are like, he's dead. Oh, and there's two extra wounds over. So that's two extra wounds, which I guess is fine because that's how everyone plays it. Um, technically, I guess you should be rolling one dice at a time, but who wants to do that? <laughs> uh, yeah so what happens when everybody swings everybody misses or everybody saves what happens in the challenge they uh embrace in a lover's lock <laughs> now they uh you're really testing my knowledge here um <laughs> my knowledge isn't that deep uh you if everyone so no wounds nothing's happened yeah no one's round drawn combat you just stay in the challenge. You can only ever have exactly. one challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so once, you the, sorry, go ahead. You, go ahead. I was going to say, but once the challenge has ended, that combat then may reissue a new challenge. Yes, but yeah, but you keep fighting in the same challenge until that challenge has been resolved. Yes. So you need to kill that guy. Somebody needs to kill somebody. There needs to be blood. This is Thunderdome. Somebody has to die before you can leave <laughs> the challenge. Um, so I have some more questions for you. Um, so we've kind of talked about how challenges work. We've talked a little bit through. Oh. Guys, that is a technical error. Jay? We will be right back. Oh, well. That's oh, nice. you're here. I am. We're still recording. All right. But we can cut that bit out. We can cut it out. We can leave it in. We'll see how, how, what we feel like on the day. So why would you fight challenges, which we've already kind of talked about this, but is there anything else you want to kind of touch upon with that? Um, I don't think so. I think it's a way of kind of sniping people out if you want to in particular. You know, there's a bit of a mental game of chess going on really when this starts happening because you might have like a, I'll use an example of a Praetor and you've also got a chaplain and an apothecary in the unit, and it's an Achilles 20-man despoiler squad unit, or something on those lines. You might be like, right, okay, I'm going to issue a challenge with my sergeant in this squad. Although I've got the chaplain and the apothecary and the praetor, obviously, because I want the praetor to be hitting the unit with his weapon skill six and with his big nasty weapon. I don't want to lose that chaplain because he's given me stubborn leadership turn, and he's given me rerolls on the first round of combat. But I can definitely 
deal with losing that sergeant. That's not going to affect anything here. So the sergeant ends up becoming like an obligatory challenge um, bumper, right? I've found yeah. that quite often now, uh, which is kind of sad, but it, it's just the way the game plays, I guess. Um, and you don't, you know he's going to die because you're feeding him to whatever's going to mop him up. Um, but then you, yeah, you, 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 you deal the damage that you wanted to do with the unit because otherwise you, a, you could lose your praetor or lose your chaplain, and all of a sudden st- things start going going a bit wrong. So I think, yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting because we both picked out the fact that like instead of like you picking necessarily picking your biggest toughest roughest guy and then picking their biggest toughest roughest guy, sometimes you do the opposite. You pick like the littlest guy and you're like, go get him! I'm sure you could take him, hoping that they're going to send their biggest guy against him, right? Or I think more likely what happens is when they challenge with their big, tough guy, that's when you send your little guy in to just basically stall them, right? Like while you're hoping to get the wound resolution, you can do it the other way around. Like, so let's say if they send their big, tough guy in, you send your big, tough guy in, that's fine to do as well. I mean, it kind of depends on the situation. It kind of depends on like what you have on the table. It depends on how big of a close combat squad versus another close combat squad and their weapons, right? Like a lot of times people with thunder hammers will just detonate each other. And, you know, (laughs) they literally do, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. Like two, two people just like smacking each other with thunder hammers. I mean, most of the time they're just both going to die. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's not a bad idea either. Kind of just depends what you want to do. Um, is there, and, and we kind of have talked about, I guess, you know, who is best to pick for challenges, depending on the situation kind of depends what you want to do. Is there any way to avoid challenges? Clever placement in your unit. Like we mentioned yeah. previously with stringing out units, but you're getting into the realms of being a bit gamey at that point. I, I don't know. You're playing yeah, it yeah. not for the way it looks on the tabletop anymore. Um, yeah. which you know, I think it's fair for me to point out. Um, you can always refuse a challenge. So if you just, you know, as we've sort of touched on it, well, the only time you can't refuse is if you've got one guy left, right? Yes. Ah, it's a good thing. I didn't actually put that in the notes. That's a really good point. Yes. So if you're a man alone, ain't nowhere to run. Ain't nowhere yeah. to tuck a tail. Um, I don't, yeah. I, 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 my wish list thing, if this ever gets looked at by someone who may influence rules, there needs to be more reason for a leader, a warlord, to issue a challenge. Like, can you imagine if, like, his big despoiler squad that he's with witness him crush down? Oh, I think, I think Jay's paused again. Yeah. Oh, man. the episode oh, with lag. We're back. You're back. So I think, um, as I was saying, if the uh, if the warlord like crushes absolutely, or just smashes in an enemy warlord, the unit gains like I don't know rage or plus one weapon skill for the duration of the next combat or turn or something along those lines. That'd be cool. We're just wish listed. Oh, Jay's floating in and out. So I think that is going to be this episode done guys. But um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Just me yeah. now. Oh, I think, I think, I think we're going to end it. We're going to end it here. Typical difficulties. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. That, that is a, uh, that is challenges guys. Yeah. Some good points there. Hopefully um, give it a, a like and a subscribe. If you've enjoyed it, check out Patreon and we'll see you in the next one. Take care. Bye.